trust in money remains the bedrock of stability. The soul of money is trust. I, I think we are not paying sufficient attention to the law of unintended consequences. In the immortal words of the doors, the time to hesitate is through. Sly Goomba, how you going, man? Doing, doing well. You know, the funniest thing is Aussies say, how are you going? And Canadians and Americans say, how are you doing? So anytime <laughs> I hear somebody say, how are you going? It sounds so strange. Does how are you doing sound <laughs> strange to you? Uh, I, I think it might sound a little bit more polite, maybe. Like, oh, really? Yeah, Aussies are like, how's it going? How are you going? I don't know how I'm going. I'm doing all right. I'm going nowhere. I don't know where I'm going. It's just one of those funny little things, man. But yeah, I'm doing good, man. Doing good. How are you doing? Yeah, very well, man. Thanks for thanks for asking, and thanks for appearing on the pod. I I I gotta stay at the top. Um, thanks for the shout out on Twitter. Um, you know, a couple of months back, you were uh, acknowledging the the signal of this pod, and that made me. Feel all the warm and fuzzies. So thanks, dude. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's no stress, man. It, it's funny. There's, there's, <laughs> I don't know if you've experienced this yet, but there's a lot of haters out there on uh, Bitcoin podcasts that just talk about Bitcoin stories or the stuff. But you're probably like me. I fucking love that shit, man. It's just <laughs> hearing Bitcoiners' stories is one of my favorite things in the world. So uh, yeah, the the people that do the good ones, I'm all for it. Yeah, man. It's it's cool. It's it's just. It's a bit more interesting and a little bit more evergreen than talking about the current thing as a, you know with respect to macro or anything. Not that there isn't any value in all of that. I you know dive fairly deep in that from time to time, but uh, I think understanding where people are coming from with respect to um, their experience with Bitcoin and and this this thing that we're all mildly uh, obsessed about is really interesting. And I think it's universal as well. There's a lot of themes that keep propping up that, um, you know, you can recognize yourself in other people and be like, Oh yeah, I I was concerned about that too. Or that made me excited too, or, you know, whatever it is. And, um, I just think there's a lot of value there. So hopefully that gets across. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah, I almost take offense to you saying us that are mildly obsessed. I'm I'm completely and fully and utterly <laughs> obsessed. There's no mildness in my obsession with Bitcoin. You know, the whole obsession thing is it's interesting. Like I often I think I was talking about it with Atlas Hoddled about having like an obsessive personality and just being mindful of that and checking that from time to time. Cause I do sometimes wonder, you know, I do tend to get obsessed about certain things. And certainly I can name um, a number of different things in my life where I've gotten obsessed about them. And they're actually cool because they've become a part of my personality and the way that I sort of view the world. So I kind of see it as a bit of a superpower. Plus, it also motivates you intrinsically, I think, to get to the bottom of something, to understand it, to really, you know, 
absorb yourself in it. But um, also wonder, like, when you cycle out of it, you know, you sort of, those certain things you have been obsessed about for a certain period of time, there will come a time when you will cycle out of it. And I wonder when that might be for something as intellectually stimulating as Bitcoin. So I, I was chatting with uh, Gary Leland and I asked that same question. It's funny you bring up the obsession thing because, mm. yeah, I think a lot of Bitcoiners have that obsessive personality obsession to learn. I, I've had a handful of different things in my life that I became fully like captured by. And then, yeah, you, you look at Bitcoin, and you're like, oh, is this just another one of those things? And I asked Gary, and he, he said the same thing. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I was really obsessed with this and I was obsessed with that. I'm like, but Bitcoin is different it's fucking <laughs> for some reason it's like there i will never not be completely enthralled with this thing it's the one thing in my life anyways that you know is going to be there for the rest of your life and probably will only become more and more of an obsession where everything else kind of hits a peak and falls down like i was a big gamer so i was into certain video games and then you you max out on a level and eventually you just don't care anymore mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but with bitcoin you just you keep learning more and more shit you keep getting deeper and deeper and it's just and it keeps getting better and better <laughs> so i don't know <laughs> i don't know if the obsession ever stops man i'm a couple years in and i'm still listening to eight hours of podcasts a day so <laughs> that's awesome yeah it's it's kind of like um i think it's it's you get obsessed about the things that are around Bitcoin and that Bitcoin touches because you can kind of go down all these different warrens and tunnels within the rabbit hole to places you, you never dreamed of or maybe had a cursory understanding of prior. And then, you know, it sort of, it propels you down deeper to things. And I don't know, it, it, it is, yeah, I remember, I remember when I first, you know, kind of started well, when I started reading Sate's book and, and, and sort of, I guess, discovering Bitcoin myself, I remember saying to a friend of mine, like, this is the most intellectually stimulating thing I think I've ever experienced, like ever, ever learned about in my life. Like, it's just ridiculous. It goes on and on. <laughs> yeah, man, I completely agree. That, that's how I felt too. You just, <laughs> it, it feels good. And that's the other thing. Bitcoiners are obsessed with learning. That, that's one other thing we all mm -hmm. share. So when you when you're not learning anything you feel like you're dying and bitcoin is like this substance you can just let me let me learn something else i'm going to feel better at the end of the day when i understand how this aspect <laughs> works or what this does so it's like it's fulfilling it's fulfilling you're learning you're improving yourself and you're feeling better about yourself so it's just a positive feedback loop of goodness yeah. I, I just I, I love bitcoin man it makes me so happy it rewards the curious and i think if you're incurious by nature um that's where i think a lot of bitcoiners have butt heads with people because mm -hmm. particularly online like when they come here like oh, i've just discovered bitcoin i'm here to fix it it's like okie doke like, <laughs> 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 keep learning man either keep learning or just fuck off basically. yeah 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 ben mckenzie hi oh god that that's yeah, that's a funny one, dude. You 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 know his whole thing is he just lost a bunch of money in some crypto, whatever, a couple of years ago. So he's got to, he just feels bad. And this is the other thing about Ben McKenzie, dude, that I don't see enough <laughs> people talking about. He's actually right about ninety nine point nine of the percent of the things he's saying. <laughs> that's the annoying part. Yeah, like he's fucking spot on with everything, 
he just the only one little aspect is he thinks Bitcoin is part of crypto. And yeah. you just need to separate that. Yeah, if he, Bitcoin didn't exist, he'd be he'd be I'd be all over it. But Bitcoin is not crypto. Yeah, that's poor Ben. He's directionally correct. He's tainting the um the I don't know if it's a good name. I don't know. Like there's a lot of good bands, I guess, in Bitcoin. <laughs> you got a fellow countryman in uh, BTC sessions. But he yeah. is selling the name of the Council of Bands. And um you kind of just like what a what a waste of time to write an entire book <laughs> to just be directionally correct at the end of it. <laughs> it's so sad, man. Yeah, there there's team Benz. I'm kind of more team Ken's right now. We gotta get the Ken's taking out the Benz. <laughs> I'm down with that. I'm down with that. I don't know a lot of Ken's. There is one I know on, on Twitter. Um Oh you're not on top of the the meme games on Twitter then, man. You didn't see the the Barbie thing? Oh yeah, yeah, Kennedy. I, uh, I'm, I'm across that and then, and, and anything that if, you know, if you've got Margot Robbie and Bitcoin in the same kind of thing, that's like, that's, that's a, like, we've already won. <laughs> we've already won. We you just know? win harder, man. We just keep winning harder. Maybe Bane McKenzie would get turned on by the fact that Margot Robbie's mentioning the word Bitcoin. <laughs> he can just like, I don't know. He's going to have it out for her. Pivot. Margot Robbie is evil. <laughs> It it is interesting that she specifically said Bitcoin and not crypto. Very interesting. Make, yeah, it is interesting. That's yeah. a good thing. Well, how did you discover Bitcoin? Okay, let's get into it, eh? So, dude, I, I've been thinking about this for a while. How best to tell this story? Because I'm a like I'm a believer that every aspect of your life kind of leads you towards one specific thing, and you I think any Bitcoiner could go back. And look at multiple points in their life and say like, oh, this, I learned this lesson to lead me to Bitcoin. I learned this to lead me to Bitcoin. But I'll try and keep it <laughs> as tight as possible. Um, I think the first time I heard about Bitcoin, I was in my buddy's room and he had actually brought up Dogecoin. And it was like 2013. Dogecoin had just launched. And my buddy, he's like a computer wizard and I'm a computer idiot. So he's telling me, oh, yeah, there's there's this Bitcoin thing and there's this Dogecoin thing and it's money on the computer. And I was like, oh, cool. It seems like a lot of computer geeks are going to get rich and I will just continue to fail because <laughs> I wasn't smart enough, man. I'm not a computer guy. And then I just kind of left it alone. And that was all I heard of it. And he never brought it up again. And then we flash forward to 2020. And COVID hits. Mm -hmm. I'm working with my boss and I, I, I specifically remember hearing it on the news, something, something COVID. I just turned to my boss. I'm like, dude, somebody's going to get rich as fuck off of this. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how it works, <laughs> but I think there's something to do with the money is involved. And I had no idea. I'd never studied money. I'm just a run of the mill construction worker. I build stuff and that's about it. You know, I play video games and I just, I never looked at money. I never understood money. I worked, I made money, and I spent money. I tried to save money. I'd save money and then I'd spend a lot of money. Yeah, so I had a yeah. terrible relationship, terrible relationship with money. So that was March. And then, uh, yeah, like we were talking about. So I used to, I got it. Yeah, I got another job where I could, I was kind of working by myself. So instead of listening to the radio, I started listening to more and more podcasts. Because like we were saying earlier, I, I just wanted to learn shit. I felt like I was dying because I was so bored. I'd gotten pretty good at what I was doing. So I didn't even have to think while I was working. So I could listen to podcasts. 
and I'd listen to a lot of comedy podcasts. And sure enough, I was listening to uh, Bill Kreischer, or who is it? Bill Burr and Bert Kreischer had a podcast called the Bill Burt. Yeah, podcast. right. Yep. Do you know? Do you know those guys? Yeah, I know. I know Bill Burr and Bert Kreischer. I I haven't ever listened to that pod because I just find Bert a little cringe. But <laughs> Bill Bill resonates pretty hard with me, and and did actually for quite a long time. COVID kind of turned me off him because he was kind of doing yeah. the COVID thing, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck off! I can't listen to you anymore. I know. I'm real. Like Bill Burr was one of my favorite comedians of all time, and he lost his mind with COVID. And Bert went the other way where he like invented the going on tour to drive in movie theaters and shit. So they, they split up, but anyways, <laughs> so they, they were doing this podcast together and none other, I, I would just have it on the background. You know, when you're listening to a podcast, you're not really listening. They had Anthony Pompliano on the show out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. And so I was listening to this show and it was just kind of on the background and it, I was listening to Anthony Pomp talk about how money works, what it is, what it's for. It's like, oh, this is kind of interesting. I don't really get it, but yeah, I never really thought of that before. So just by chance, me listening to a comedy show and Pomp, like it's such a weird show for Pomp to have gone on, but he went on that show and then I listened to it and I was like, okay, well, maybe I should look into that shit. And that was in summer of 2020. And then we get to November of 2020. And things had taken a turn in my life. Uh, my job ended up falling through. I was chewing through my savings extremely quickly and then started chewing into my credit card. I was living off my credit card hmm. and I was like, holy fuck, everything is about to fall apart. I'm at the end of my, like, I have no money left. What hmm. the fuck am I going to do? I was really stressed out. Brutal. And m money was like an ex extreme stressor for me because if you don't have money, well, you know, your life is going to end is how I, how I thought. Well, it's an like, extreme stressor for like heaps of people. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't know. The vast majority of arguments that I tend to fall into tend to, tend to be, you know, rooted in money. Even if you, you know, not recognizing it at the time, it's, uh, yeah. This is why people don't actually understand, like, you know, they think money's evil. Like they remember that half line in the Bible and, and that's it. It's yeah. like, you know, the money's fucked. That's why it's fucked. <laughs> the money that you're using is broken. That that was the issue. It's not exactly. you that's broke. It's your money is broken. So, so yeah, so there I was stressing out. And then Christmas came. Oh, no, no. Before Christmas. So I had uh, a friend that I knew was into Bitcoin slash crypto. I didn't know the difference between the two. I thought it was all the same. But I, I remembered that pod from uh pomp and i was like i need to talk to somebody about this bitcoin thing so i messaged them i got a call i went to their house this is not a great friend just like an acquaintance friend but i figured you know maybe we'll have a nice little chat so we sat and had a talk and it ended up de-escalating into they just were shilling me a shit coin for like two hours <laughs> which i didn't know was happening at the time i was like i came here to learn about bitcoin and then they transferred into this conversation about we have this new coin. It's super fast. It can do all these things. It's way better than Bitcoin. <laughs> and being a non-Bitcoin, I had no fucking clue what was going on. So I was like, okay, this is weird. What? I thought, okay, I didn't know there was more than one coin. This is cool. There's Bitcoin and there's this one other coin that you so happen to have. I didn't know that there was 20,000 <laughs> other coins at the time. 
so I'm listening to their rant and what they tried to do was they, they were teaching me about how mining worked and they were trying to sell me a fucking miner for $5,000, which I asked, I was like, well, where do I get this miner? And it's like, oh yeah, it's in a, the fucking scammiest scam of all time. I thinking back, it makes me so angry, <laughs> but they were trying to take $5,000 to give me a picture of a computer that was going to be somewhere in the States, Beautiful. in Canada. Beautiful. I was like, this doesn't seem right. You know, something seems off here. You're like, oh yeah, go check out our website and you can read all up about it. So I go home, I look at the website and I'm scrolling down it. And like, I'm not a complete idiot. So I'm like, I'm like, this kind of looks like a scam. This kind of looks kind of shitty. This looks like a Ponzi scheme. This looks kind of fucked. So I turn to my wife, I'm like, does this look fucked? Like, is this a, is this a scam? Like, this looks like a scam. She's like, yes, it's a scam. She had read it right right away. Like, we were sitting there. She's like, I don't know how you're falling for this shit. But I, I was, you know, quote unquote, open minded. I was like, okay, and they, these people are onto something here. I'm like, oh, this is all bullshit. Fuck you, you assholes. How terrible of you to do this? So, uh, I ended up never messaging them back again. And then Christmas came. And that's when the first video I searched on YouTube, which I don't think gets enough love, it's uh, by a YouTube creator called Two Blues, One Brown, or Three Blues, One Brown. It's like a math, mathematics sort of uh, channel. But he has a video on what is Bitcoin. So I watched it. And right at the beginning, it said, Alice wants to pay Bob $5. Yeah. You know? And so with Bitcoin, Alice pays Bob $5 and then it's over. But in the other system, Alice pays the bank $5 and then that bank sends money to Bob's bank and then Bob's bank gives him $5. And so you're like, why is there that middleman there? It'd be really <laughs> nice if that middleman didn't exist. So that started getting the tires rolling of like, how the fuck does money work? Right. Mm-hmm. So then I started down this rabbit hole really quickly. It was, it was Christmas break. I had all the time in the world. And that video led me into what was, I'm kind of a, a manic depressive. I go through these crazy episodes sometimes. And through that Christmas break, I ended up not sleeping for four days because I was just sat at my computer watching <laughs> Bitcoin videos. So I watched that one. And then I learned about what Bitcoin was. I watched the rise and rise of Bitcoin, which is fucking awesome. I watch it almost every week still because it's just feels good if nobody's seen rise and rise of bitcoin it's amazing end of the road how money died just like all these fucking awesome videos and then you start looking and then i read the white paper and then i started questioning okay well there's bitcoin and there's got to be something else and then you learn about ethereum and that led me to realizing who ethereum's creator was vitalik so i watched lex friedman's podcast with vitalik Mm -hmm. okay this guy seems kind of interesting he i don't seems know really, I really smart he's he talks he, he, like yeah. a nerd <laughs> yeah he seems smart he seems like he's created something so if this guy's made ethereum who made bitcoin <laughs> so then i look into who made bitcoin i'm like oh nobody knows who made bitcoin oh it started off fair none were mined and then you could like you could mine them oh <laughs> nobody had oh bitcoin is the most fairest money system that's ever been created something's not right here this seems too perfect so then i went on twitter and then i found the likes of uh, american hodl mm-hmm. and american hodl had a big effect on me because the way he tweet the way he tweeted was in such absolutes and it really kind of pissed me off <laughs> he'd say things i'm like how can somebody say something like this and be so sure of it 
I'm going to prove them wrong. Bitcoin <laughs> can't be perfect. There's no way Bitcoin can be this awesome thing that's going to save the world and it's going to fix the money. And so I went on a tirade of trying to figure out, going through all the FUD articles. And this is what shitcoiners don't understand. All of us hardened Bitcoiners have already asked all those fucking questions already. I'm sure you're probably the same way. Mm-hmm. Any fucking FUD that comes up, any article that comes up, any question, any sort of hint of an idea of how Bitcoin fails, Bitcoiners have done the work and have the fucking answers. All the answers are already out there. Bitcoin's already almost 15 years old. All the questions have been asked that you can th- that that I can think of anyways. I haven't thought of a a novel question yet that nobody's answered. Every single fucking question I can think of of how to break Bitcoin, you can Google it, YouTube it, go on Guy Swan Audible and fucking <laughs> re- listen to 14 hours of podcasts of how that's been debunked. And so then, <laughs> so within that four day span, I had bought a little Ethereum, I had bought a little Bitcoin, and then I thought I was smart because then I bought a little bit of Chainlink because the yes. idea behind Chainlink was, oh, well, all the other, all the other coins can transact on Chainlink's network. There you go. Right. <laughs> but, but in my head, so I was like, okay, well, that's good. If I ever need the other coins, I'll have Chainlink. I can... But then in my head, I was thinking, I'm, I'm, it's got a use was, case, man. Look at it. <laughs> yeah. So, so then in my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, but I don't need any of the other coins. So I don't need Chainlink. And I don't really give a fuck about smart contracts or whatever the fuck Ethereum's doing. So I don't need this shit. All like I need ultra is a money, money works. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. It's so, it's so infuriating. Shit coins make me so angry because all you have to do is break it down and say, what do I need? I need a money that works. Bitcoin works. And everything else doesn't. So I realized that. And then I became a pretty fucking hardcore Bitcoiner really quick. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I, I thought, <laughs> this is the other thing. This was end of 2020. And so the price had started to rip. It went from 20 to like 30 within that week. And then it was at 40 a couple months later. So I was like, oh, this is it. Like everybody's waking up. Hyper-Bitcoinization <laughs> is now. And at the same time, I was losing my mind about COVID. And trying to figure out where the fuck am I going to go? Because I'm in Canada. I was in Ottawa, the capital, where Justin is like living. I'm like, I can't live here with my son. I'd go to the park and parents would like take their kids away from my kid because they didn't want to play together. Mm. I was pissed off. Like, this is fucked. So the world's collapsing, but Bitcoin's taking over. So everything's going to be okay. And I found Katie the Russian. I was like, okay, well, I'll just move my family down to St. Kitts or St. Lucia or something because Bitcoin's going to be at $17 million next week. No problem. <laughs> so that, that was my real plan. Perfect. I was like, this is great. This is great. Everything's coming up aces here. Bitcoin's in right there. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So uh, anyways, Bitcoin did not end up going to $17 million, but I did want to escape from Ottawa. So I ended up moving to Alberta here. I don't know if you know a lot of Bitcoiners, but... Most of them in Canada are out here. You brought up Ben earlier. Ben's out here. Becca's out here. A fuck ton of shit happens in Alberta. Cool. Ontario's going to shit. Uh, there's more and more people from Ontario moving out this way. I don't know what it's like in Australia. Is there like a a Texas equivalent in Australia? Because Alberta is like the yeah, Texas equivalent. Um, I I would. I used to think that there was, but. 
given what transpired over the last few years, um, perhaps at a local level on the ground, yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, we're, we're, I think we're kind of like Canada. Like we don't have, um, you know, none of the jurisdictions are effectively independent. They don't have like necessarily states' rights kind of thing. Mm. Uh, everyone just fell in line. And the one place that I think would be the most Texas-esque would be Queensland. Um, and yeah, I, I had some stories recounted to me and yeah, it just sounded pretty much the same as what was going on. Really? Um, so there's, there's yeah. nowhere for else. <laughs> I, I have this like battle in my head going on of Canada, uh, the UK and Australia, like who falls first, you know? Well, like, I think like who's... just the advantage is the space. There's so much space. So if worse yeah. came to worse, you could like go into the center of, you know, the country. I mean, not the, the center. That, that would be, you'd kind of, you'd probably be, you'd suffer from a lack of resources, but you could go to like a small country town and, you know, there might be, you, you would severely limit, I think, your amount of, the amount of people who gave a shit, like, that seem to are there people living like self sufficiently out there in the outback, just growing their own shit and living their own lives? Um, oh, it's pretty it's pretty arid out there. To be fair, um, that that like so what, there's <laughs> there's services and stuff, but yeah, like I don't know. I I I got a group of friends that we 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 sort of go to the meetup and we we chat a little bit about bug out areas and stuff like that, and I don't know. We we haven't really pinpointed an exact location yet. If uh, sucks, if it was to um, go awry again, and so you don't know where you'd go. Yeah, I feel a little bit better being out here. There's just more similarly minded people. But uh, yeah, just to get out of Canada, get out of Australia, get out of the UK, just all the countries, man. It's just. It's so fucked. I, I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like they're all just going to collapse at any moment. There's just going to be riots in the like like in France or wherever else, you know. All of the African countries, everything's just exploding. And you look around at our socialist countries, and everybody's so happy that they have. Well, in Canada, we have this quote unquote free healthcare. And all this shit. Mm -hmm. It's like you can't go to the hospital. You can't get a doctor. You can't. You can't do anything if it's free. It doesn't exist. And so socialism works for a while. And Canadians have been tricked into thinking that it works great because it worked for us when we were kids. Like I'm thirty, thirty-ish now, thirty-two. So when we were kids, you know, oh yeah, how, government housing is great and government schools are great. But now they're all fucked. They're, you know, they're indoctrinating the kids. The, the medicine is fucked. It's like, what, what can you do? The only option is what America does in, in pri privatizing everything. And that's illegal in Canada. <laughs> I can't pay a doctor if I wanted to. It's fucking terrifying, man. Like, it's so <laughs> shitty. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you Australians do it because I'd be trying to figure out where I'm, where I'm going to go next. But I'm a bit of a panicker, I guess. I don't really give it as much thought. As I mean, you know, it crops up in my head every now and again, and we have this conversation and stuff. But one of the cool things is after it was like during the second lockdowns or something like that in 21, there was a group of people, I think they were inspired by the Canadian truckers, really. 
um, they all sort of did this big long haul down to Canberra to tell the government to go fuck themselves, um, which didn't work, obviously. It never does. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the intent was there, which was nice. Um, but the thing is, it was, it was, um, it vindicated, you know, cause you're in isolation for such a long time, like either in your own head or maybe with a couple of intimate family members or something to that extent. But you start to see all of these other people that are thinking along similar lines, kind of like when you're discovering Bitcoin, you're like, oh, there's other people that have recognized the sheer nonsense that this is, and they're actually trying to do something about it. And that's, that's cool. So I don't know, man, I, uh, I try not to, to, to get wrapped up in it too much nowadays. Like I do not let people, when they bring it up, I remind them how hysterical that they were in a nice way. And I'm never like, well, you know, I told you so, because that doesn't get you anywhere. But I just, you know, wry smile and a wink and a nod's like, mm, yeah, I remember. I'm not going to forget. Don't worry. Yeah, and then move it's on. It's just, yeah, it's sad, man. There's a lot of family members of mine and close friends that I had to break ties with because I just couldn't deal with how, I don't know, lack of, lack of a better term, brainwashed they were. It was just, you talk to them and be like, I'm going to work today. <gasps> Are you an essential worker? Yes, because I work for money and I need money to <laughs> buy food. So it's essential that I'm working today. <gasps> oh my God, it's so dangerous out there. Yeah, fuck off. Like, I, I just couldn't deal with that shit anymore. It's, it's really sad. Man. It, it, and like, I kind of joke about it now, but it's fucking depressing thinking back, like how close of these friends are, like really close family. And you, you just can't, I, I, I couldn't deal with it. You just have to back away from it. Cause it's, there's no hope for those people. I don't think. <laughs> and some of them, anyways, to bring it back to Bitcoin, <laughs> I, I, I brought up Bitcoin to them. I'm like, Oh, by the way, you should check this thing out. And then they echo back the same fucking thing. Oh, that's a scam. Blah, blah, blah. You're, you're just trying to steal my money. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Like, it's like you were saying, yeah, there's people that are just not curious mm -hmm. they just don't care they just live their lives not giving a fuck or thinking that everything's just la-di-da and the government is gonna take care of them forever <laughs> and all all of human history the entirety of human history is one big story of the state taking control of the slave class and that's what we're watching happen now thank god for bitcoin we can just put up two middle fingers and say yeah i'm not a slave anymore but there's people that are happy happy to be slaves they're, they're just happy to live that lifestyle bitcoiners aren't that's why i love bitcoiners yeah live and let live man let them let them touch the stove in their own time and <laughs> maybe the, the the water will get too hot and they they will be compelled to jump out i, I kind of like one of my favorite Bitcoin memes, as harsh as it sounds, is have fun staying poor. And I apply that to so many different things, not necessarily just poverty, but, you know, like in terms of money, money but like poverty in terms of a responsible mindset, um, a curious mindset. Like it, it's just, it's as much as Udi is a clown, um, it's just a great meme to just be like, mm -hmm. all right, cool, whatever. Like... <laughs> I'm going to go over here now. Have fun staying for us. I love it. It's one of my favorites as well. Because, yeah, I always thought of it in a deeper, deeper sense like you. It's just 
oh you're you're saving fiat okay have fun staying poor oh you're you're not living your life the way you want it to you all right have fun staying poor yeah and you know yeah. oh. I'm here when you need, you know, like Valis says it the best, just, just be that person that just gets on and does the thing. And then maybe they'll look to you at some point and be like, damn, like how are they still not concerned about X or Y or like they seem to be doing pretty well out of this or whatever. And it's just like, you just do, you, you, you orange peel people through your actions rather than your words. And I think that's, um, that's all you can really do. And it's the same with mm-hmm. like, the COVID thing is like uh, stressful, annoying, all of these things. I wish I'd had like um, had an arsenal of sort of libertarian philosophies uh, at my disposal. I sort of fell down that rabbit hole pretty hardcore around that time, finding guys like Tom Woods. And then that leads you to, you know, reading Hopper and Rothbard and all these sorts of things. Just aligning your, arming yourself with those sorts of counter arguments to verify that what how people are thinking around you is just batshit insane. Mm-hmm. And then you can sort of at least name some of the concepts that you're butting up against so that you can make a case against them. Um, and I can't even remember where the fuck I was going with that. But the point, <laughs> the point is, is like you, you just keep doing what you're doing. Like you were just keeping on going to work you came home, you didn't die, you earned the money, all of the things, and hopefully someone is sort of looking over and going, like, what's going on? Like, how is he not choking to death right now? <laughs> well, I don't know, man. Like, it's all good. Just relax. Yeah, There's no COVID, COVID clouds in the air that are going to choke you up. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Um, and that, that was the interesting thing. Like, I was – and, you know, looking back, you know, I can – sympathize with those people because i was i think a lot of bitcoiners say this too i I was quite normie myself i was pretty trapped up in the idea of uh leftish liber uh liberalism was the only way they make fun of the right the you know the anti or whatever um alt-right is all crazy people and the left is the only way and Back then, I, I thought there was only those two options. Like, if you're not left, you're right. So I guess I'll be with my friends. And then, yeah, you, you, I discovered that libertarian idea, anarchist idea, where you just step outside of both of those things. One of the best fucking memes, actually, is where, I don't know if you've seen this one, there's the grid of the left, right, up, down, and then there's the Bitcoiner floating above it. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that? It's what, and that, that's what it feels like. You think, oh, where do you stand politically? I'm a Bitcoiner. That, that's where I stand. <laughs> it's some, some sort of anarchism, but just just leaving it all aside to let them play out their games and you don't have to partake in it. But when you're so entrapped in that idea that you think, like, I really thought there was only one way of thinking, you know, the climate is going to kill us all and you got to eat less meat. And I, I fell for a lot of that shit. <laughs> I, I'm so thankful for safe dean i'll never forget hearing this for the first time where he just mocked they're saying the cow farts are killing the environment and i just fucking snapped i was like holy fuck they told me that in elementary school (laughs) and i ate it up like it was real and it's just one of those like aha moments of like yeah like bitcoiners always say breaking out of the matrix like gasping for air oh yeah cow farts probably aren't gonna cause the end of the fucking 
world. Well, like it sounds so ludicrous when you hear it for the first time, but because it's coming down from some location, like a person in a white coat or some person on a telly on the TV with, with glass or whatever, like it's this kind of freezing up of, um, your, 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 um, your brain, like you're not able to, uh, I was reading this, um, piece by, well, I was a local Bitcoiner called Aurelian. He's posted this post, um, controlling the frame and winning the language game. And, um, in this little article, uh, he talks about how the left are just really, really good at, um, creating these, um, these phrases and, and manipulating language so that you can't, so you're so stunned at the stupidity of it that you actually start to believe it. It's kind of like two plus two equals five. Yeah. You know, um, there's a, there's a term that they call it. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but yeah, it's amazing. It's just, it's just like 1984 where, yeah, they're trying to do the new speak. That's all I hear now. When I hear all these new words, the, the they, them, or, all this shit. It's just new speak. They're trying to make you dumber by giving you less words so you can think less. It's unbelievable. And it's really sad. But that that's all it is. Yeah, 1984 is definitely a, a picture of the future or of the now. And you just you can relate it to so many things. If they can control the language, then they control how you think. And then they control what you do. And people people think like Oh, they're going to mind control you. It, it, it literally is mind control. If you're telling somebody what to think, you control their mind. And that's what you see when you see these people echo back all these, yeah, all the narratives, all the, all the slogans. It's just mind control. And it's, it's, it's pretty wild to see once you're looking at it from a Bitcoiner's view of just being outside that system and watching all these people just fall into this trap of whatever the fiat overlords want them to think. and and say and do yeah it's the the word i was looking for before was uh, linguistic inversion it's when Mm. words are defined to mean the exact opposite of their everyday meaning um so he uses an example like justice you take a phrase like justice in everyday english most people take justice to mean something like reciprocal just just desserts uh relies on equality under the rule of law in other words, everyone is subject to the same rules. This is fairness. But modify it with the word social to form the phrase social justice, and we are left <laughs> with an idea that certain victim groups should get special exemptions or privileges. In other words, the opposite of what most people take to mean justice. And therefore, virtually every social justice policy is unjust and unfair. It's, it's um, yeah, this, this lament in this, in this article was sort of talking about how um, the left are really good at doing that, you know, and uh, it is just this bamboozlement, and that's what COVID does. And to be honest, thank God for Saifedean Amus on Twitter because he doesn't care a jot, and it's um, it's really refreshing. Even at the start of COVID, I can remember reading his tweets, and he was like calling it out for the bullshit that it was, and that you know, you you kind of then trying to pass that those two bits of information coming at you. And you don't really know who Saifedean is. But by the same token, you don't really know who these other, this other twat on the TV, Norman Swan is. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a knob. But, uh, you know, and, and so you, 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 you're trying to 
that's when it's incumbent upon you to be an intellectually curious individual and to critically think about the information coming in rather than just accepting it and letting it wash over. Because to be honest, Bitcoiners do it as well with the current thing. You know, they they tend to get wrapped up in the current thing, whatever it may be, if it's... um you know, eating steak and I eat a lot of red meat. Don't, but like, I'm not, I'm not about p- trying to pass some Bitcoin as purity test. It's like, mm-hmm. that's, that's just a cultural element of Bitcoin that I just could care less about. I appreciate some parts of it and aspects of it, but, um, you know, at least with Bitcoin is, a, uh, you know, getting involved in the current thing. It's like they can, they're at least critically analyzing it way more than you otherwise ordinarily would, I think is yeah, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it, it at least gives you the other perspective. Like if everybody on the news and whatever is telling you to go vegan and there's one asshole Bitcoiner out there telling you to eat steaks, at least it, it gives you that thought in your mind like, hmm, maybe I should try this. And I did the same thing too. I started eating way more fucking meat as I realized, oh, yeah. I feel a hell of a lot better. This is definitely, <laughs> you know, and it's just anecdotal. Hey, does it work for me? Yes, I'm going to do this. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's Bitcoin purity tests, fuck all that shit. But just, yeah, it just comes down to critically thinking about what you're doing, where you're going, what you're putting in your body, how you're living your life, the choices you're making, what you're doing with your time. And a lot of people don't don't think that much about any decisions they make. A lot of people just eat whatever's at the grocery i was at the grocery store yesterday every fucking thing like it's just all poison oh man sorry i don't mean to go on rants <laughs> like this but it, it's just so irritating that it's just all poison like you can't fucking find anything to eat that's why that's the other reason why meat is good okay i'll just eat meat because at least i know what it is well man make you feel better you're in canada and like no disrespect but like I've seen your cheese, and it's not cheese. <laughs> like, I but I you know I got I got good cheese, man. There's <laughs> there's some junk cheese, but there's definitely the it's junk really yellow <laughs> pros. There's yeah, there's some weird ass shit you can buy. It's pretty fucking wild, man. <laughs> it's just unreal. It's really unreal. How has discovering Bitcoin changed you? So I yeah, like we were saying, you mm. know, I used to. I used to care a lot more about what people thought about me. I think that's probably one of the biggest changes in me. I cared that I'd fit in. So I, even though I'd go against what, like with that critical thinking, I was always kind of that person that would question what was going on, but I wouldn't speak up about it. I wouldn't, you know, debate people. I wouldn't call them out. I wouldn't get angry. I wouldn't. And now I just don't give a fuck. I'm like, oh, you're wrong. This is why you're wrong fuck you if you don't like it then here's here's all the evidence and that that's a really freeing feeling for one just being able to speak your mind being able to speak my mind more i don't know how bitcoin did that but it definitely helped me in that way the other thing is that like i said at the beginning i was stressing about money and bitcoin by no means has made me any fiat gains. I bought pretty much all my sats at the top and we've been down for a long time. But what it did do, what I realized in my um, like first orange pilling little adventure there was, why do I need money and why does it stress me out? And so what I analyzed was what I was really looking for. I, I needed money so that I would be able to buy the things 
to keep me alive, food, water, air, and shelter. And I needed those things so that I could have time to spend to do the things I wanted. So I needed to be able to get the my basic life essentials so that I would have time to do the things I wanted. And ultimately, ultimately that leads to, okay, if I have all the things that I need and what I'm looking for is time, I was really thinking about my son at the, at the time. He's five now. He was three back then. I just wanted to spend as much time with him as possible. Mm-hmm. And I was working, you know, 28 hours a day. I wasn't seeing him ever. And all my money was going away. So I'm like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. All I want to do is spend time with my kid. And so what I realized was, okay, as long as I can pay my rent, have food in the, in the fridge, then I can spend my time how I want to. And Bitcoin really showed me that the most important thing is spending your time the way you want to, because I wasn't doing that. And then that leads to extreme depression because you realize you're living a life that you don't want to live. So once you start doing the shit you want to do, it elevates your mood extremely. And Mm -hmm. then, yeah, I was down at the bottom. I had no money and I thought it was the end of my life. And I'm like, oh, but I have all the time in the world to make money. Mm-hmm. Next week, I can get another job. I can make more money. And in two weeks and in four weeks and in eight weeks. So even in, and that's why even if Bitcoin goes to zero, even if it becomes worthless, I've realized what's really important is acquiring skills that are valuable to people in your community that you, you can trade for goods for other goods and services and or money. Mm-hmm. And as long as you can do shit, then you're going to be okay. And I realized, well, I didn't forget, like, I I didn't forget how to tile. I didn't forget how to lay a floor. I I still know how to frame a wall. Mm -hmm. So even if I'm out of money, I can still go make more money. I don't have to stress about this all the time. And then you realize the most important, the other most important thing to do is once you have money saved to not just save towards something. So I think a lot of people in the fiat world think of savings backwards. They're saving up for something which is not really saving. That's just delayed spending, which is what I would do. Oh, I'm saving up to go on a vacation. Oh, I'm saving up to buy a new PlayStation. Oh, I'm saving up to buy. You're not saving up. You're just delayed spending. Hmm. Saving is actually where you have money set aside that is just there for emergencies and or just have it. And (laughs) that's the other thing that Bitcoin fixes is you you couldn't save. You can't save in fiat. I cannot save in Canadian dollars because, yeah, I'd save up for a vacation. Oh, look, I have fucking $1,000 in a box. Cool. Well, now that vacation costs $2,000. So I guess save up for another year. Okay, now I have 2000 bucks. Oh, that vacation costs $4,000 now. Mm-hmm. You, you just fucking always lose. You can't save. Yeah. So Bitcoin cha- changes how savings works. It changes how I look at money. It changes how I look at time and it changes how I look at relationships and it changes how I look at how I treat myself and my body and my life and what I care about and my future. Because with in the fiat world, you, you're just hopeless. You're like, okay, well, I, I'm out of money. I can't do anything. And I guess I'll go to work and fucking hate my life. And that was, that was the life I was living. It was a terrible way to live. And you're missing your kid's your, your kids growing up while you're being miserable. And so Bitcoin fixed all of that shit for me. Wow. It's fucking unbelievable, man. Like 
This is why I'm so passionate about it. This is why I talk to people. I want to talk to you about Bitcoin. It's very, very important. And one thing I've realized is that there's certain people you can talk to that are in that hole of the rat race and they're depressed. And you can, I can see it because I'm like, I lived like you. You have no money and you're buying another motorcycle next week because what the fuck, why not? And those are the people I want to talk to about Bitcoin, but they're so trapped in that hole that they can't. And the people that fucking will listen to you about Bitcoin, this is the weird part, are the people that are already living the life that they want to. Bitcoin is not <laughs> Bitcoin is not as important to these people. So I've made friends. I'm working with people out here that, you know, they're looking into, the, they're either looking into or already own animals like cows and chickens and shit. They have land. They're growing their own food. It's like, oh, Bitcoin would be important for you. And then if they say like, ah, eh, no, I don't really worry about it. I, I'm, yeah, you know what? You don't really have to worry about Bitcoin. You're doing okay. If shit hits a fan, you're going to be fine. I had one specific <laughs> dude. I talked to him. I'm like, Bitcoin's important, man. You should look into it. And he looks at me. He's like, I, I asked my wife if we could uh, check out Bitcoin. She said, if we have any extra money, we're buying more beef and bullets. And I was like, that's a good wife, Oof. man. Uh, I mean, hey. I, I, can't, I can't agree. I, I, I mean, I can't disagree. Buy beef and bullets. That's fine. <laughs> Worry about Bitcoin later. You're going to be a-okay. But yeah, it's all the other people that are living these sad lives that are living in this fiat trap that they can't get out of that's only getting worse and worse that I'd love to get across to, but they won't listen. It's a really weird paradox of um, who to orange pill and not orange pill and whether or not it's even worth it. And like you said, I guess everybody's, and like Vala says, everybody's going to come when they're ready or at their time, when they decide that it's their moment that they need it or that they, they get curious. But until then there's, I kind of feel like there's, there's nothing you can do. I mean, I've, I've done my part. Everybody knows I'm the psychotic Bitcoiner guy. And so they'll come to me if they ever have questions, but it's really amazing what this fucking little internet protocol money thing can do to a life. It's a, uh, it's a beautiful thing. What I love about that that story just then was how you've effectively bought all the way up and it's crashed down and you've become more convicted about this thing. You've <laughs> been motivated enough to um, learn more about it. And, you know, like, uh, it's interesting. That actually happens more often than not. I've heard that story a number of times on this pod. Um, Guy Swan in particular, him and his brother, like, bought all the way up and then they're like yeah hyper bitcoinization next week and then it crashed down and they're like oh shit we got this wrong <laughs> but rather than like just all right sell and take the l and um move on with your life it compels people to be like well okay what is this thing like how did i you know let me learn more then and um that's really cool that you know, I know a couple of people have done that. They sort of bought the, the on the way up to that last run, and they've just become more convicted about the whole thing. And that's the flaw. That's the uh, that's the hodler. That's the that's the individual and the individual that I want to be propagating in the world. That's how we make the world a better place. We fix the money, but the people that use the money have to be you know, of, uh, of, of a convicted mindset and curious and eager to learn and, you know, upstanding and responsible and all these things that we value. Pick any movie that's ever been made in the last 50 years and all of those values will be 
you know, uh, articulated within the film. And yet when it comes to the crunch and the whole world just loses its mind, all of that goes out the window. It's <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> how are you passing these two things together? I do not understand. So I need those people that are brought all the way up, you know, and then crash back down. And then maybe there's some of them are still underwater. I don't know. Um, to just be the kind of um, individuals within communities that are um, kind of leading the way, I suppose, um, or just at least demonstrating through their actions mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. things can get better. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, things can get better if you make them better. You know, it's, it's Bitcoin teaches, Bitcoin teaches you to be in control of your own money. I remember sending my first, you probably remember too, sending your first Bitcoin transaction across the actual network, not like from an exchange to your wallet, but from your wallet to maybe another wallet or somebody else. And you have full control of everything there. If you fuck up, it's all on you. And that sort of realization of that self-responsibility, you take that into every aspect of your life. If you fuck up, it's on you. And in the fiat world, it's not. If you fuck up, the government will help you or, you know, somebody else will take care of you. And so Bitcoiners realize taking self-responsibility, being the person you want to be, doing the shit that you want to do is the best way to live your life. And yeah, do, doing things in your own self-interest and fucking communist, like, look at it like, oh, we all need to work together. It's like the best way to work together is work on yourself. <laughs> that, that's the best way you can help other people is by helping yourself. And they'll make you think that that's selfish. It's not selfish. It's important that you put yourself first. Like, I don't think it's greed. I think it's just, I don't know what the word is, but yeah, self-reliance. Well, it's just it's, individual. It's, yeah, it's human cooperation. It's just how everything scales. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, like, yeah, it, 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 it's all ass backwards, you know, and that's because I haven't thought it through. And as you said, and, and I freely admit too, I, I got it wrong directionally for 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 years of my life um and then bitcoin just helps you to sort of reframe refocus and um go all right that's yeah okay that makes sense that's cool you know it's intuitive all of it's intuitive it's like you Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. you kind of you kind of get it from the get-go but you don't know how to yet articulate it or whatever and then the more you go down you're like oh yeah that makes sense that makes way more sense than than what i've been thinking you know recently so aggressively logical man it's just like yeah you look at everything hey does this make logical sense yes i will follow this direction then and that's uh, where i think a lot of the fiat world it's just it's not logical and so it makes our brains break anybody that's a critical thinker they hear these conflicting ideas that don't make sense and it drives you crazy and then Bitcoin's like, oh, here's how logic works. Oh, okay, I can follow this. This makes sense. Here's all the transactions. I know where they are. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to trust anybody. I can just check this myself. Being able to do that, it just puts you, it just, it puts your mind at ease. Not needing to have all these intermediaries, man. It's Yeah, that first um, Bitcoin send is hairy, scary. <laughs> But exhilarating when it goes through and you get that Hell yeah. first comp, you just, whoa, hang on a whoa. minute. It's just wild. It's just, it is absolutely wild. I, uh, I compare it with uh, the fiat system. Like, 
I still have some money. I bought a I bought a minivan recently, and I in can I don't know how people how you guys do it in Australia, but we have e transfers. Anyways, it's a way to move money around, but there's limits. So the van was more than my limit was. And I was like, yeah, I can't send you enough money to buy this vehicle right now. Sorry, I'm not allowed. Can I send you Bitcoin? Because I could send you any amount of money anywhere. <laughs> and so I, I, I still tell everybody, I'm like, I went to my, the mechanic later. I was like, yeah, dude, how much does it cost? Okay, yeah, sorry. I need to give you two different cards because this one's maxed out here and this one won't let me move money around anymore because I'm not allowed. Is this if just you, with your regular account? Yeah, man, it's fucked, dude. Oh my god. So I, <laughs> it makes me, it, it, just, it just makes me infuriated. I think there might I, be something like that in Australia. I, I don't know, man. I've probably never sent that much money before. It's not that much. My limit is not that much. It's you'd be. I'm not going to say numbers, but you'd be surprised at how little it is. Where I was just like, I can't send this much money to the mechanic that just worked on my car. So I'm talking to him like, dude, just open up a Bitcoin wallet right now. I will send you sats and then the transaction will be complete. He just kind of chuckled. I, told, I talked to him about <laughs> it a year ago. So I'm just going to keep bugging him about it. But he'll, he'll get there. It's just, that's the other, that's the, that's the thing people, that's the thing people don't get about Bitcoin is like, oh yeah, it's going to go up in value. All the, all this good shit. Also, it's just a way better way to move money around. It's so needed. Like how difficult it, like you're in Australia, say I wanted to pay you, I don't know, because you made a picture for me. How difficult would it be for me to get money from my Canadian bank account through some app, through some whatever into your Australian bank account? An enormous pain in the ass. Yep. It's so difficult. And all the questions along the way, who are you sending it to? Where is it going? What is it for? All the shit. Okay, send me, whip up an address, send it to me, see it, done. Like, just that aspect alone makes me an insane Bitcoin maximalist because I'm just like, this fixes all that fucking bullshit. <laughs> just that. I don't even care if you... Anyways, it, 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 that's why I told the guys, like, you can just take the Bitcoin now and immediately turn it into dollars if you want dollars. I can get into that rant of why dollars are shit, but we can leave that alone. I'm just saying how easy it is to move the money around people are sleeping on this idea people have no fucking clue how simple it is anyways <laughs> <laughs> the value prop of that alone should just be enough to convince someone it is funny when you sh- when you send someone whether it's over lightning or you know usually it's over lightning because there's no way i'm sending a small amount on the, on the main chain but the point is is that you would think witnessing that would get a f- far more like impressive wows than it actually does most of the time it's like a polite huh that's pretty cool man did you see the game last night and you're like fuck all right no worries you you understand the app you downloaded you didn't have to put an email in you didn't have to put your number in you didn't have to put any details in and now you have yeah people don't get it man it's 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 wild but they will they will when they need to i think i think they will when they need to yeah i agree everything in its time huh yeah, just keep waiting and stacking. Well, we kind of we, we kind of touched on this a little bit, um, but let's let's drill down. What, what have you learned about the world and yourself since discovering Bitcoin? Yeah, so what I've learned about this my about the world is that 
I used to, <laughs> this is another negative, sorry for being so negative on your show, but I used to have a lot more faith in people. I used to think a lot more people were smarter than they are. I used to think mm. people cared more. And Bitcoin has shown me that people really are just, I think there's a lot of brain dead people walking around that just are really dumb. And it's kind of sad. Because I, I used to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Everybody's out here thinking hard about what they want to do with their life and what their future is going to be. But for the most part, there's a lot of people that don't. I think that that goes lo the longer you're in Bitcoin. Because when I first discovered Bitcoin, I was like, oh, everybody's going to figure this out tomorrow because it's awesome. And then the longer you're in it, you're like, oh, some people are, might never figure this out. Hmm. And it's going to really suck for them. But maybe that's the best thing to happen. I don't know. Maybe they... I, got I, I think Bitcoiners deserve Bitcoin because we put in the work and people that don't put in the work don't deserve Bitcoin. And that, that, that's kind of a sad, mean thing to say. But some people just fucking suck. You can't have faith in everyone. Um, but also, what I learned is, um, this is kind of a weird one that I like to bring up sometimes. Bitcoiners talk a lot about religion or just spirituality or God. And I, I think about gratitude and how important that is, being grateful. I think uh, that that changed in my life because you, you realize how important it is to be grateful for what you have. And I, I've learned that the people that do do that, which happens to be a lot of religious folks or just... I don't know, people that are more in touch with the earth that are grateful for their life are, for the most part, better, happier, more genuine people. And so I want to surround myself with those people and I want to be like those people. So I try and practice gratitude as much as possible. And I think, uh, yeah, if, if you can do that, then you appreciate your life more. Yeah. And you, you appreciate your time more and you, you find that a lot in people that are grateful of, of God or grateful of just, yeah, just the earth, just relig religion or spirituality of, in any way. If, if you, yeah, it, it, it's just because, uh, well, the reason I bring it up is because I'm, I'm not, I wasn't religious, but I have been looking more like a lot of Bitcoiners do. I have been looking more into what Jesus was talking about, what he was going on about, what he was saying. And you know, you realize kind of the ideas he was pushing uh, and how important they are and just a better way to live your life. And then, yeah, all these people that follow Christ seem to be grateful for him because of his teachings. And then when you experience that gratitude, you are just a more warm person. And so the, the people that have that in their life are better to be around. The people that don't are really sad shells of, of humans. Wait, what was the question? How have I changed? <laughs> no, yeah. What have you learned about the world? Oh, myself? what have I learned? Yeah. yeah but, so yeah, about the world. I, I used to think religion was really weird. And now I think there's something to it. I think there, there's more to a spiritual life. I think there's more than just um, our physical presence. I think there's more going on. And I think it's important to uh, look into that and dive deeper into your soul and what, what life really means rather than just living for the day being an atheist and thinking like, I'm just here to party and get drunk and die someday. I think, I think there's a lot more 
to the world, then uh, we can see. Yeah, I'm down with that. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out the whole religion thing. Um, it's a weird one, man. It's, yeah. it's fucking weird that Bitcoin brings you here. But somehow, somehow I landed on that. There's a bunch of great YouTube videos of... Uh, you can watch YouTube videos of Bible stories. I'm that lazy. It's like, people are like, yeah, read the Bible. Yeah, I'll watch it. I'll just watch it on you. So there's, there's some great ones. And you just kind of, you, you, you look at what Jesus was saying. And you're like, yeah, this guy, this guy kind of had some good ideas. He might have been onto something here. Yeah, I mean, so, your boy Peterson frames it up pretty nicely um, in, in some of his lectures and stuff. And, you know, if you go back in the day, it was trying to get through maps of meaning or, or whatever. Um, and he, he has a nice way of showcasing the value prop of religion, a religious text, whether it be the Bible, you know, um, the Bhagavad Gita. I was talking to Merrick on that in an earlier episode of this pod. Um, and, you know, even like um, the teachings of the Buddha and stuff. I think they're all relevant. You sort of take what works, leave what doesn't. I don't try and sort of, yeah, I still haven't given much thought to that. But the whole just showing gratitude and being grateful of the fact that we get to, like, we get, we get to sit here for an hour or so and chat about Bitcoin, you know, and then for some reason, like, you know, I've decided that I've got as big an ego to just chuck it up online and expect that people might want to have a listen to it. And it's like, even if no one wants to listen to it, I don't care. The fact that like, I've got this extra little bit of time to just have a podcast and chat to other people around the world about Bitcoin and how it ex- affected them and affects them. It's, it's like, that's fucking awesome. Like just being grateful for that. And it's, it's the time thing. I think that's the time that's embedded right at the bottom of everything. You know, once you get your time right, and Bitcoin is a tool to enable you to get your time right, to mm-hmm. provide you more time, to focus your time better, etc. You know, like the world is your oyster then. And you can more or less go about working towards achieving anything you wish. You know, and that sounds ridiculously idealistic. But it's the truth. I mean, mm-hmm. how many Bitcoiners do you know that have as you were talking about at the start, like turn their life around like 180. And uh, it's just because it's, it's this ability to save time and then spend it on something that's more meaningful. I mean, you mentioned before about like going on a vacation, you save up to go on a holiday or whatever. Like you used to do that. And then on the whole holiday, you'd just be mindful. You'd be pinching pennies the entire time because you want to make it last for whatever. And then when you get back back home, you're just like, oh, I'm back to fucking saving up for the next thing. Or <laughs> it's just like it's not it's not it's not a pleasant thing. I don't. Know, that's my experience with vacations. I never really liked them because of that exact reason. You know. <laughs> yeah, you'd go you'd go back to some shit that you don't want to that you don't want to do. It, it's so important to make your day like. It's just important to make every day do do something that you want to do. Spend 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 your whole day doing what you want to do if you can. That's another thing Bitcoiners show. Like, yeah, go out and touch the grass every fucking day. <laughs> sun those balls, you know, just fucking be in the sun. Eat some eat some meat, eat some fruit, feel good. Do and yeah, make the job that you live your life doing, whatever it is that you're making money, make sure it's something that you want to do. 
And if it's not something you want to do, either change it or like, yeah, just change it. Because people get trapped in these jobs that they hate. It's really sad, man. Like you, you don't have to be trapped. Bitcoin just says like you, you don't need to be trapped here. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah, but like you don't have to necessarily like if you don't like I know, I know a, a a buddy of mine who um like fixes like changes tires on big rigs and trucks uh, up and down mm-hmm. the highway, and like he does it, he digs it, whatever. But like he, it's. It's that's an important job, you know what I'm saying? Like, and mm-hmm. yeah, if you don't want to do it, you specifically, then you know, don't. But um, if you if you can find a way to make it, like, find yeah. a reason to to sort of imbue it with a bit of meaning, I think is yeah. what I'm trying to say is like imbue yeah. that work with a bit of meaning because it is meaningful work. I mean, even stacking shelves at the supermarket. I'm sorry, but I need to have as much as I hate going up there. When I go up there, I need to make sure that, well, I need to have food on the shelves at some point. Because if I want, you know, a bag of flour or something, I need it there so that I don't have to fuck around trying to find the next shop that has a bag of flour. Like, so I need that person Mm -hmm. that has that job to stack the shelves to be doing that job and, you know, chuck a podcast on and and do it with them in a meaningful way. It's cheerful Mm -hmm. and constructive. As, take uh, pr- yeah just just do do something and take pride in your work and be va- just be valuable find valuable and what be valuable with what you do just, whether it's st- stocking shelves or changing tires like yeah i mean it's important work it's just if you're sitting there and you hate your life while you're doing it then stop doing it i, I just know sure. there's a lot of people out there that are doing that but if, if you have a, a a regular job like i have a regular job and you enjoy it there's nothing wrong with that. You don't, uh, a lot of Bitcoiners like will say, oh, you got to aspire to be the next biggest business owner and you have to be, it's like, no, nah, man, just fucking do what you want to do. Make your, make sure your day was enjoyable. Don't hate your life. <laughs> that, that, that's my message. I don't want people to hate their lives. And I think there's a lot of people out there that do because I did and you don't have to. You can, you can take anything you do and you can be grateful that you're doing it and turn it into a positive just be happy man or yeah. at least be content totally well it's just the fact Bitcoin that you, you, your time and energy isn't getting zapped away from you um every <laughs> exactly. single every single year so you know you have with the surety that the the, the amount of like savings that you're putting away whether you're stacking 10 bucks a week in sats or whatever it is you know it's it's going to be there and it's accreting in value it's appreciating over time so you'll actually get more time back when it comes time to spending it on something or whatever like instead of just running on this goddamn hamster wheel again Mm -hmm. as you said in this thing that you just like you don't dig plus you know you've also got the confidence then to then try something on the side you know spin up a podcast Mm -hmm. spin up um, whatever like you've done it's just like that's great that's really really good and we need more of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know? No, I, I totally agree. I just think there's a lot of sad people in the fiat world, and I just want to bring them into Bitcoin world where everything is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'd just be so nice if everybody was a Bitcoiner someday, man, someday. Well, so how do you do that? How do you explain Bitcoin? Oh, is that a question? How do I explain Bitcoin? Mm-hmm. 
how do I explain Bitcoin? I'm really fucking bad at orange billing because I'm such a psycho. I kind of go in <laughs> like just blaring like my first <laughs> my first interaction with anybody new for quite a while after <laughs> being a Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, oh dude, I I was fully psychotic. Like when I moved out here to Alberta and I, I had my first job interview with the guy that I'm working with now, like my second line was, Hey, this is my name. Yeah, this is what I do. I'm a Bitcoiner. If you're into Bitcoin, I'll talk to you about that. <laughs> Thinking that was totally normal. Like that that's not really normal. It's you shouldn't not. it was it's like the second thing I said. And luckily I'm still working with the guy. It's been uh how long's it been now? A little over a year, and he's now a Bitcoiner, which is pretty sweet. Oh, nice. So so I guess you know what? This is the fucking answer to your question. The way that I explain Bitcoin is slow and steady. It's just put it out there. Hey, I'm a Bitcoiner. If you have any questions, ask me about it. And then wait a couple months and they'll come back. Oh, yeah. Do you have any more information on that? Yeah, here's one video. Check this out. Okay, show me how this thing works. And then and then I'll go into, okay, well, open up a wallet. This is how the transaction works. You're going into a block. And then I just kind of explain the actual uh, technical way the money is moving around. And then if they're interested in that, then you can go further into why it's going up in value. And then if they're interested in that, you can start to explain what money is but definitely don't bombard them all at once because that doesn't work and don't do it with you know, my you know i'm standing sitting with my mom and lasers are shooting out of my eyes mom you don't understand <laughs> you need to buy it all that didn't work it didn't work at all so don't do that but yeah <laughs> slow and slow and steady and just little bits at a time i think is the the way to do it and only to people that you truly care about because if you don't care about them, then somebody else will help them. Focus on the people that matter in your life. Be slow and steady and just be helpful with any questions that they have. Because you as a Bitcoiner should have probably already done a bunch of research. So if you don't have the answer for them, you can lead them to videos. That's that's kind of how I, how I explain Bitcoin. Just slow and steady and offer up uh pods or videos or books when, when i can in <laughs> when i bought my minivan that i was talking about i actually i put a a poll on twitter i was like i went to her and she was moving to jamaica because she was getting out of canada i was like dude i get it so we were talking for a while and we were going all about how the government didn't you know all, all the things that bitcoiners would talk about so i brought it up i'm like oh do you know anything about bitcoin she said, no not really whatever so like you'd be very interested in this. I think you should check it out. And so I ended up uh, giving her my copy of the Bitcoin standard. It's like, here's a book, check it out. And if you enjoy it, learn anything from it, pass it on to somebody else in the future. I think that's another nice, easy way to uh, spread the love, spread the message. Just subtle touches, man. That's all you can do. Subtle touches of Bitcoin to the people that you care about or people that you see potential in. Yeah. The, sh the light, the light shield. The yeah. light show. Yeah. yeah. It's it's funny. It's like if you ever I don't know, man, like you're saying like you talk about Bitcoin to the people you care about. It really is. Like if you're talking about Bitcoin to someone, it's and, and you you're making an a concerted effort to, you know, articulate the benefits of it, the value prop of it, whatever, you're effectively saying I love you to them. Mm-hmm. You mm -hmm. know? You 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 yes. have reverence and respect enough for them that you kind of want them to come 
across the bridge. It's like, come check it out. Like, it's really cool. You know, Cedric Young was just like, come check this out. Like, you know, we, I, I love you. I, I respect you. You know, I, we, we've got been friends for years or family members or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's like a way of expressing, it's, just, it's just a way of expressing love. I'm not a very cheesy person, man. So this is very difficult for me to say. But like, no, dude, I get it. Here, you I'll know tell what I'm you, saying? I'll tell, now, I'll tell you, so I've, I've admitted this on a couple shows, but yeah, when I was first telling all my friends in December of 2020, I had one friend that reached back and we got deeper into it. And he's a good friend of mine, my co-host of the show that I do. And I talked to him about it for a while. And I was in such like a panic of needing to tell everybody. And I cared about him and he has five young kids. And he was like, okay, I'm checking it out. I'm looking into Bitcoin. And it was after like my four days of staying awake. And I'd finally gotten through to him. And I was like, yeah, I fucking love this guy. He's one of my, one of my really good friends. I literally fell to the floor on my knees and started crying. Just tears of joy that Bitcoin was going to be in his life. Because I was like, oh, this is so good. Somebody else is saved. Because I thought, you know, back then I thought the world was going to end literally the next day. It didn't. Sort of did. But like you said, it's a way of telling somebody, I love you. Like, I love you. I care about you. I want Bitcoin in your life because it's important and it's going to change everything. And it's going to help you. It really is a, a share. It's it's sharing love with the people that, yeah, it's just with the people that you love. It, it's so important, and uh, it's hard to portray that to somebody that doesn't know what Bitcoin is. <laughs> so it, <laughs> it's a like very, a psycho. <laughs> yeah, dude, it, it's so uh, a whatever like unbalanced because you're like this is the most important thing in the world, and they're like, okay, I'm probably getting into a ponzi scheme but whatever fucking chill you know and you're like, <laughs> like no you don't understand i love you and you mean the world to me <laughs> just don't um give them a picture of a of an asic miner and say here just give me five grand and I'll, I'll sort <laughs> yeah, it out. Exactly. exactly man <laughs> fuck those yeah i'm so angry never ended up talking to them again bastards fair enough anyways sly goomba this has been a cracking chat always a pleasure chatting to fellow bitcoiners i just again i'm grateful for the fact that i can do this it's i have time enough in my day in my week whatever to to do this and it's always a pleasure and i thank you for sharing your scarce time and finite energy telling us the tale of how you discovered bitcoin thanks man i appreciate you man keep doing it and share the stories the stories are important (laughs) 